Welcome back to the Kayla Ambrose Show. I'm your host and your travel guide to the other side, Kayla Ambrose. And today, I want to talk about past lives, about the Akashic Records, and about soulmates in that connection. Now, as always, uh, I'm talking here on this podcast for about half an hour and sharing with you some of the wisdom that I know, but I can only share so much in this podcast. So if you'd like to learn more, come study with me. I have the Academy of Mystical Arts and Spiritual Sciences, where I have online courses where you can study with me. Some courses are live where you get live interaction with me and others are recorded that you can self-study and watch anytime according to your schedule. Check it out on my website, exploreyourspirit.com. While you're on there, subscribe to my free newsletter where I announce new classes, new events, and keep you apprised of podcasts too. And I hope it goes without saying to subscribe here to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Okay, on to today's topic. Have you ever met someone and you feel an instant connection to them and you're meeting them for the first time? You have no idea who they are, but you feel like you've known this person. There's just an intuitive sense. And the first way you really notice this is because you're having an emotional reaction to meeting this person. When you meet someone from a past life, it's never neutral. Like, oh, okay, hi, nice to meet you. There's an emotional connection. Now, a lot of times it's very strong and it's, I know you. I I know I can be friends with you. I feel like I know what you're going to say. I know things about you. And you discuss it with the person and you realize, nope, never met each other. We didn't go to school together, nothing like that. There's nothing... And then you begin to realize it might be a past life connection. That person as well, many times, feels it as well. There's something about you that seems familiar. You stare at each other's eyes. You look each other up and down. You're trying to figure it out. And you're in different bodies. But the soul recognizes the soul. And there's a connection there. Now, sometimes it's super positive, and there's a, a person that you're meant to be together in this lifetime. You might be friends, you might connect on a certain, um, for a certain reason, for a project, like it'll say in a reason, a season, or a lifetime, and that's because you have unfinished business. Now, the deeper meaning of how this works is, I see the aura around each person, the layers of energy uh, that go around every person. And there's a physical layer, a mental layer, an emotional layer, and a spiritual layer. And in these layers, they're constantly moving. They're changing color. They expand in size. They move and grow according to your moods and your health and what's going on in your life. When you're born, you bring back certain markers in your aura. I call them karmic markers. And they're little beacons that stay in the aura that attract people, places, and things to you and you to them. I can watch these in the aura. They're like little movies I can watch and tell you things about your past life. So these markers radiate energy 
and work through the law of attraction. And that's how they will then attract a person to you. And when you meet that person, you feel this knowing. So they are there from a past life and you are reconnecting again to work something out, to do something together. And sometimes it's really positive and they become a great friend. Uh, for me, this is how I meet many of my students as well. Um, they're attracted to my work or something about me, or they recognize something in my voice or my mannerism, and they know they're meant to study with me. They, they recognize me from past lives. I've been a wisdom teacher in many, many past lives in ancient Egypt, in Greece, in India, other places. I've taught wisdom teachings for many, many lifetimes, and they'll resonate with that and want to study with me again. This can happen to you for uh, many different reasons. A person you work with, a person you're meant to be friends with or connect with at a deeper level. Sometimes it goes the opposite direction and you have an immediate repulsion to meeting someone. You're maybe a little scared of them, a little frightened, a little sickened. You don't understand. You've just met this person. They've done nothing wrong. They've said nothing wrong, but you just can't wait to get away from them. And you want nothing to do with them. And it's hard because other people in your family or your friends might be attracted to this person and want them around, want them in your group. And you just want to get as far away as you can. Chances are you and that person had a bad ending in another lifetime. Maybe they did something really bad to you. Um, something happened and, and your energy and their energy no longer match and you no longer want to be around each other. So our intuition always tells us one or the other. And when we bump into these people, sometimes it's to finish something uh, that we started in another lifetime and now is the time for it to be complete. Sometimes it's just a recognition to understand, okay, you're back here too, here's what we're working on. Sometimes it's just a brief moment where you spend a little bit of time together and reconnect, um, but you have different life goals to work on, and so you go your separate ways, but it's just a moment for your soul and their soul to say, hello, I'm here again, we're not alone, we never go through this alone, we're all out here doing our thing. And so it can be a really powerful and magical reminder when this happens. So this, of course, allies with the understanding of reincarnation, that the soul is born through a body and comes back here to earth. And the mystics say it happens around the end of the sixth month of pregnancy, that right as we enter the seventh month as the fetus inside, that there's a quickening and the quickening is kind of when the soul kind of attaches into the body of the baby there and begins to have that experience. Before that, the soul is kind of hovering around the mother and it's aware, but it's not quite settled into the body yet. So around that seven month, it, it then attaches. And as I described to my students, this the main part of our soul stays up above in the higher planes. And it's kind of like an upside-down pyramid. And the very tip of the pyramid touches our crown chakra, which is floating above your head right there, and 
comes through the pier the tip of the pyramid pierces right there and then the soul pours through a little bit of it from your higher self up above your higher full soul a teeny bit of it pierces through and enters into the body and it's connected there by three cords so then as the baby is born and as the ancient egyptians say the breath is the life so when you take your first breath life begins in that moment where you're on your own uh breathing for the first time and at that moment the soul then is fully connected through the cords in the body when that first breath opens and then the soul and the cords snap into place And so you now have a connection with the other side and that stays with you all the time. Your soul's connected. And on the other side, your higher self, your soul, remembers every lifetime. And it has access to what's known as your Akashic Records, where all the records of every lifetime, everything you've done, everything you've learned, are there if you know how to reach them and access them. And the more you advance spiritually, the more you open up, the more you can go back and forth and connect with your higher self and go into your Akashic Records and pull this information. And once you do that, when you do meet someone that you connect with and you recognize from a past life, then it's easier to go into those Akashic Records and say, okay, where do I know that person from? And I do this a lot with my students. I'll say, oh, okay. I recognize this person. I recognize what I call their energy signature. So who are they? Were they a student before? Were they someone I just knew in a past life? Um, What's my connection with them? And so I'll go look uh, into my Akashic records and to see how we connect and know how to go from there. And so as you reincarnate, the more you do, the more people you'll recognize and and come into contact with. And the first thing, like I said, is you feel that connection. It's almost instant and it's very emotional. Now, a second thing that may tip you off to this is after you meet that person, you may have a dream about them a night or two after meeting them. And in the dream, it may be about that past life or it may be what you're supposed to do with them in this life. Now, it's tricky not to confuse the two. For example, if you meet someone from a past life and you realize this is someone I love that I was in a relationship with before, it doesn't mean you're supposed to go create that relationship again with them. So don't get confused by that and think, oh my gosh, I have to go find that person and insist that we get married again and be together. That may not be what you're supposed to do in this lifetime. You're just remembering the past life and that, and you two may have different goals now. And so it's important not to get caught up in that and to try to recreate. You're just supposed to remember and then let things evolve naturally as they should one way or another. As with reincarnation, in one lifetime, you could be husband and wife. Another lifetime, you could be someone's father or mother, uh, or you could be their child. So we switch roles all the time uh, in, in different instances in order to learn what the soul needs to experience and learn in each lifetime. Another way that you'll know that this was a soulmate and past life connection was that Even if you only meet them 
once or for just a brief amount of time, you'll never forget them. You could think about it 20 years later and say, I remember when I met that person. And even though it was only for that night, they had a profound impact on me. I'll never forget them. I don't forget their eyes. I don't forget a knowing I had with them. And it stays with you. So as some of you know who if you've read my books or you study with me, you know I came back remembering uh, a lot of who I am. I remembered my past lives. I remembered the wisdom teachings. I started very early in my childhood explaining these things to others, having prophetic dreams, being very psychic, uh, wanting to share this information with my parents and my family. Uh, I had a very clear understanding and direction of how I should go with my studies. When I was 12, I told my mother it was time for me to learn astrology. When I was 13, I told her it was time to learn the tarot. I had certain things I wanted to do, and I was very clear uh, of understanding who I was. And I was fortunate that my parents understood this at, from me at a very early age and kind of indulged me and let me do these things. Um, some things they didn't really have a choice in. And one of these things was prophetic dreams. I would have dreams and wake up and tell them about things that were going to happen. And within a short time, they realized these dreams were coming true about things I'd have no control over as a child uh, and sometimes people that I barely knew. So I would meet people at my father's work and tell him about things I would have terrible dreams about family and things that was happening that were very adult um, and explain those to my parents, what was happening. And I had dreams about my actual mother and father. I would have past life dreams about them where we were living, I want to say, in Eastern Europe. And it feels like somewhere like Romania. And I was in a wagon with my parents and they looked very similar to how they looked in this lifetime. They both had very dark hair. And I was in this covered wagon. It had some art painted on the canvas of the wagon that kind of led me to understand that that's where I was in Eastern Europe and a few things like that that hinted of that time. And these were the old days. And there was a black horse leading the wagon. I was laying in the back and I was covered up under a bunch of quilts and blankets to keep me warm and I was a little girl I want to say I was about seven or eight and my father was driving the wagon he had the reins and uh, was controlling the horse and my mother was sitting up at the front of the wagon next to him in this recurring dream that I'd have over and over my parents were arguing I was laying in the back under the covers and I remember being really scared and it was a dark night, and there was a bad storm, and it had rolled in, and there was a lot of thunder and lightning, and I was really scared and scared of hearing my parents arguing and scared of the storm, and my mother just kept telling me it was okay and tried to comfort me. Well, my parents were arguing about something, and then they got more stressed because of the storm, and my mother was yelling at my father to hurry and get somewhere where they could pull over. And he obviously understood that, but they were fighting with each other and getting angrier and shouting at each other. We were on a mountain road and high up in the mountains somewhere. 
kind of on a road that's on kind of the edge of the of the mountain in certain parts. And unfortunately, that's the part we were at when the storm came in. And the horse was getting really scared. It was, my father was urging it to go faster. The horse was very uncomfortable and scared by the thunder and lightning. It was very precarious. My parents started fighting more. My mother was scared. She was yelling. Uh, my father, I remember, had like the crop in his hand and kind of whipped the crop at the horse, trying to get the horse to go faster so they could get off this part of the road um, and get us more, I guess, into a foresty area where we could pull over and have some shelter out of the rain and ride out the storm. So they're fighting. The thunder and lightning are going. The horse is very upset. I'm laying back there just very scared. And another bolt of lightning comes out. The horse rears up. My father loses control. And we plummet off the side of the mountain. I remember falling with the wagon and my mother screaming and the horse making sounds and we fell to our death. Now I would have this recurring dream for about a year and would tell my parents about it and it would lead to other memories that I'd have of past lives with them, always where they were fighting and they never got along. And here we were in this lifetime and it was like I was watching the same thing again with them. It frustrated me to no end, and I would remember thinking, why did I come back with them? I can't fix this. And both my parents have passed now, and I remember thinking when they passed, saying to them on the other side, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not coming back with you two again. I hope you work it out. I hope you settle it. But this is my last time. This was it. I tried. I did all I could. Um, I wish you both the best, but you better work it out over there or when you come back over here, but leave me out of it. So that was always interesting to understand as a child that I had that connection. And yet I was powerless every time I've always been uh, where there's just not really anything I could do for them. In another situation, years ago, uh, when I was in college, I was working during the summer and at this place where you met people from all over the world who came to camp and hike and stay at a hotel there. And I was working there, and one day I met this man where we instantly clicked. I knew I knew this person, and he knew that he knew me, and we hung out together uh, that evening, and it just got more and more apparent that we had a real connection and attraction to each other that was instantaneous. We talked through the whole night, watching the sun come up the next day, and still hadn't run out of things to talk about. And then he wanted to play music for me, uh, and it was very old music from another time. And he said he didn't know why this music was coming into his thoughts, but he felt he had to play it, and I really connected with it as well. So he sang to me, and he played a keyboard he had with him. It was like we were transposed into another time. And really, that's what was happening. We were kind of using music and the energy and our connection to go back into the other lifetime where we were together, where we were lovers. I was there working at this place, and he was there on vacation. So during this brief time we had together while he was there on vacation, we were inseparable. We 
spent every moment together and had such a deep, deep connection. It was pretty amazing. And we became lovers over that time. And even when we were together in this way, we would both feel something psychically, intuitively. It was almost like we were transcending time. It was so powerful. And then the time came where it was time for him to go back to his work and his life, and we promised to keep in touch. Now, this was a while back. This was before the age of smartphones. This was before the age of the Internet. So you either had to write a letter, send a postcard, or be somewhere where there was a landline where you could talk on the phone. So it was a while before we could get back in touch because where I was working, uh, I was up in the mountains, and uh, we didn't have phones there in that way. There were, you know, phones at the resort, but long distance, it was very expensive. I know it's hard to understand if you're younger at this time what that was like, but it's just a very different time. Anyway, when the summer was over and uh, I was back going to college, we reconnected and talked, and we agreed to, to get together and see each other. So I flew to where he was living in a different state and went to see him. And the connection was just as strong again. And we had a wonderful time together. While it was amazing, we both instinctively knew that it wasn't supposed to be what we were uh, supposed to go further with in this lifetime. And it's funny, we both realized it at the same time and knew. We kept in touch for the next year. He moved to another state, as did I. And we kept in touch for a little bit. And then we went our separate ways, got tied up in our lives, and didn't speak to each other anymore. So years later, I was really opening up more to my abilities with my psychic powers. I had decided that I really wanted to dedicate my studies to them and to go as far as I could. And I was taking this course and studying with a teacher on how to really expand telepathy. And so one of the challenges was to reach out to someone that you hadn't spoken to in a very long time and to see if you could send them a telepathic message that they would respond to, even though you hadn't been in contact with them for quite a while. So I decided, okay, this is the person, this is the person I should try. And again, still in the time and no internet, no way to Google and look up the person, didn't know anything about their family, didn't know what state they were living in. And there was long distance, but you paid a, a lot of money per minute to call and really didn't know where to find this person. So uh, it was hard to figure out where they might be living or a phone number for them. So I decided, okay, logic is not going to do this. I'm going to send this person a telepathic message like I was taught to do. So for three days, I focused on that person throughout the day and night, sending them telepathic messages. Hey, it's me. Find me and call me. And I just sent that message over and over with a wave of energy, knowing this is a person that I've been connected through and to for many lifetimes and that time really doesn't exist like we understand it here. And I can send this message and it will get through to them. So I did this for three days, wondering how it would happen. I lived in a different part of the country. 
So there was no way to even call information back then and try to find me. Very, very challenging. Well, within three days of sending that message, he found me and it was very challenging. So when he called me, I asked him, of course, why did you call? And he said, I had an overwhelming desire to reach out to you. He said, I can't explain where it came from. It was out of the blue, but I was just overwhelmed with the desire to call you and to check in on you and to see how you were. And he said, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And even at night when I went to sleep, I would dream about you and just feel that I needed to check in with you. So I told him what I had been doing with telepathy and that I'd sent out the call. And he was amazed by that, that it still worked and our connection was so strong. He had to make multiple phone calls to different people. He thought of an old friend that we both knew during uh, that summer we had met. And he tracked down that old friend who then knew another friend who knew something about where I was, who then connected with my parents. And then they were able to give him the number to connect to me. It was no easy feat, but he felt that he had to do it. So it just shows how strong our connection is. So we talked and we caught up uh, and chatted and, and laughed about how strong these connections are. And that was the last time I ever spoke to him because I realized that connection was so strong that even if I thought about him for too long, he would feel it and connect with me. And we weren't meant to be. He needed to live his life. I needed to live mine. Uh, and we needed to be clear from it in this lifetime. So I don't even say his name out loud because really if I do, even that will set off that reaction. It's pretty fascinating. When you meet someone who is from a past life, that's how it works. There's an instant connection. Another example was I had a recurring dream since I was very young about a man I would marry. And I always knew what part of his name was. He, I knew he had a first and a, and a middle name, and I knew what one of those names would be. And it would either be first or second in his name, but it would be in his name specifically, and that much I knew. Um, and in another lifetime, this had been his first name, so I didn't know how it would repeat again. But I knew what it was, and I knew to keep an eye out for it. So years later, after kissing a lot of frogs, and that's a whole other story there, but I met a man and wasn't even thinking about that at the time. I had thought about it when I was younger, but, you know, you get older and you're just not always focused on that. And met him and his first name was not that name, but again, I wasn't thinking about it. And we had an instant connection. We started talking about things and Funny, we were both studying the mystery school teachings, and we both had made a list of what we wanted to uh, manifest and visualize for the partner in our life. We got to talking about this on our third date, and we agreed to share these lists with each other. And funny enough, as we exchanged lists and started reading, we laughed uh, because our lists were almost identical. We started to notice that we had a lot of remembrances about things that weren't in this life. And we had very similar things in common, even that we had studied in previous mystery schools together. 
and memories of this lifetime. So we began to test it a little bit, and we both would intentionally set the intention to dream about a past life we had together. And so we would be in our our separate homes and decide, okay, tonight's the night we're going to dream about a past life. And so we'd set that intention, we'd go to sleep, and then in the morning we both would write down our dreams and we wouldn't share them with each other. We would wait until we got together and again we had written them down on a piece of paper and we would exchange them. And it was so funny because the dreams were so similar. Now, they would be about the same time period, the same existence. We'd have all the details right, like whether we were husband and wife or friends or siblings. That part always meshed. The part that was different was our perspectives. So my perspective, I might have noticed more what was going on in the market or what was going on in the house or how I was feeling about something. And his perspective might have been more about what was going on, that there was a war or about his career at the time or things that he was focused on. So those things differed that we had in our dreams according to what was the most important to us, but the rest of things would match and it was fascinating. And so after we did this a couple times, I think it was the third time we practiced this. And I wrote down my dream and he did his. And this was a very old time. This was about 2,000 years ago. And we were in in the same place in the Middle East and had this dream that matched about our lifetime, where we were living and how we were living. And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, this is the dream I had about this person that I would marry and that their first name was a specific name. So I couldn't believe that I hadn't even asked him what his middle name was. So I was so excited to see him that night to bring him my piece of paper and to ask him. So we exchanged papers like usual. Here we are reading about the same dream again. And then I look up and ask him what his full name is. And as he says it to me, his middle name is the name, the name that I dreamed about since I was little knowing I would find that person again and we would finish out uh, what we had in our past life that we would meet each other again in this lifetime and continue it. And so that's how it happened. And we married and had an amazing life and experience together uh, where we were so in tune with each other and understood things. And went right back into what we had been working on together in other lifetimes and building it again uh, into this lifetime, which is incredible when you meet someone like that from a past life. It doesn't always happen exactly like that in every lifetime because sometimes you're meant to meet new people and have new experiences or carry on. And sometimes you meet that person and they're supposed to be in your life for a very short reason. That person that I talked about with the telepathy experiment that I knew for that summer and um, met up with a couple times and still there's that connection. I knew that was not a person I was supposed to marry or be with again. I understood that and as did he, but that was someone that I did have a close relationship and marriage to in another lifetime, but we had fulfilled that and learned what we needed to learn. So we still had that affection and love for each other, but 
our destiny was done and and he was meant to go learn and do new things with people and so was I and then for me it was to reconnect with this other person that I'd had many lifetimes with and to continue that work and connection uh, and explore together I could talk about this for hours how we connect how the past life connections and reincarnation and what that brings and in our Akashic records, how it's all recorded and it's all comprised and then put into the aura to connect us and to bring us into these adventures every lifetime we're born. And that's why those karmic markers radiate that energy to attract people and situations into our lives so that we meet them and engage with them and have these experiences And so the more you learn, the more psychic you become, the more you can tap into your Akashic records, the easier it is for you to understand these things and to identify these people and to know what to do when they appear in your lives. I'll be teaching the Akashic Records course again uh, soon at my Academy of Mystical Arts. So if you're interested, go to my website, exploreyourspirit.com. Go on the contact form there, send me an email and say, put me on the wait list for the Akashic Records course, and we'll be in contact when that course opens up to see if you'd like to study with me and learn more. Regardless, I hope you have found this information to be of interest, and I hope it helps you so that you can identify people that may be in your life from past lives, whether you meet them for a reason, a season, a lifetime, or even just a brief moment. It's always good to open up to your intuition, pay attention to these signs that you get as they will serve you well and help you in all aspects of your life. Wishing you many, many wonderful connections.